Welcome to Engaging and Empowering School Libraries, a podcast that aims to raise the profile of school libraries by talking about topics that are current across education and teaching. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts and school librarians, Ruth Maloney and Sabrina Cox. And tonight's guests are Emma Whiting, a school librarian who responded to a shout out on Twitter to join our conversation tonight. And a school librarian, Kath Skipper, who after sharing a rather novel idea for World Book Day on the School Library Network, um, got invited along too. So beware, you know, if you say something cool, you might be end up on this podcast. So as I've already um, intimated, tonight's podcast is about World Book Day, a day when many schools take the time to celebrate books and reading. Over the last few years, the interest in World Book Day has been dominated by the craze of dressing up as your favourite book character. And whilst this is fun, it can cause much angst amongst parents and children who don't have time or the money to join in. We have many school librarians who do love this practice. So tonight's chat is not about saying that we should not be dressing up, but exploring other ways to celebrate World Book Day. So I think we should start with a quick introduction from all of us. I'm Elizabeth Hutchinson, um, a school library specialist, trainer and advisor. Um, and Ruth, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Ruth Maloney. I'm the librarian at Tunbridge Grammar School in Kent. We're a secondary school, primarily girls with a co-ed sixth form. Um, and we, as we were just saying before we started, very, very much embrace the dressing up of World <laughs> Book Day, along with other things, but we have not left that behind at the end of primary. <laughs> and Sabrina? Hi everyone, I'm Sabrina Cox. I'm from Highcrest Academy in Buckinghamshire. And yeah, we don't dress up. In fact, the English <laughs> department are being forced to do it this year. <laughs> and can I bring uh, Emma in? Hello, I'm Emma Whiting. I'm the school librarian at King Edwards, the sixth school on the south coast. Um, we also don't dress up, but we do tend to do a World Book Week. So a whole week of events, which allows us to get reading out of the library and into the school. So I'm really looking forward to sharing some of that today. Fantastic, thank you. And, and Kath? I'm Kath Skipper. I'm the librarian at Campbell College, which is a boys' school in Belfast. We're an international boarding school. Uh, we also don't do dressing up, <laughs> but we do <laughs> other activities on World Book Day itself. Fantastic. <clears throat> So let's start with a with a relatively easy question. Is that that I'm assuming that most of you do activities year on year. So have you got an activity that you'd like to share with us that you've done previously and you know is is going to win? And that's the reason that you've brought it back. So can I start with can I start with Emma? Um, so something that we like to do to uh, kind of get reading across the whole school as we said is we have every teacher every classroom door has a would recommend or a currently reading so it's just an A3 poster that I design in the world book week colors and it's almost like the bare minimum you know <laughs> this is this is the bare minimum that we would really like you to do and last year we had 70 posters across the school so we're a secondary and sixth form um this year I counted today and it was about 55 already on Monday which was pretty good right. but I think it's it works really nicely as a visual for students because they're walking around the school they're seeing the same poster every time but with different 
recommendations, obviously, and some have book covers printed onto them, some have like fun text, some have got teacher scroll that you can't actually read. Um, but it's a really good activity for showing the students that reading is not just in the library and it's not just the English department, it really is everybody and, and we actively encourage our staff to read as much as we do our students. So it's something that works really quite well for us. I think that that's something that's really important, isn't it, is the fact that that it is the modelling of of reading is is important that that you know adults read as well as as the students and and that and that is part of the engagement isn't it being able to have a discussion with your maths teacher possibly about a book that he or she is reading is is just as important than than just talking to your school librarian and and you know the the links and the connections that you can make across your school is huge within within that platform. It sounds very exciting. <laughs> you have to share some photographs with us so that we can share it across across Twitter. Um, but yeah, that sounds great. Thanks, Emma. What about you, Ruth? Sorry. Um, yeah, we we likewise always try and include an activity that involves the staff. So in past years, we haven't done it this year, we've chosen a theme and we've looked at literature and translation. So we've given, we've asked the staff to read a particular book in translation and then they get a picture of that, which they put on their lanyard and the kids have to go around and work out which teacher is reading which book in the hope that it sparks a bit of a conversation. We have done, you know, we, we often have a photograph of a member of staff hidden behind a book or their bookshelves. Guess which teacher this is. You know, there's, we always try and do that. And it's exactly as Emma was saying. Can you help the kids to understand that lots of people are reading, lots of members of staff are reading, and they're reading not just because it's World Book Week, but because they are readers. And, you know, pretty much in the nature of being a teacher, we have very few who don't read something or other. And I don't care what they're reading, um, but it's that idea that, yes, you can ask your teacher and they will have something interesting that, that you're reading. We have yet to have an activity that we run year after year after year okay. because I have a mind like a butterfly. So I like to change things up. But this year we're starting what I hope will become a tradition of, I don't know whether it's scrapbooking or bullet journaling, okay. but we've given every form group a big sheet of card, which clips into a scrapbook effectively. And I'm asking them to record what they're reading now, what they want to read, what their recommendation, the best book ever, you know, whatever they like that represents their form now. And then we're going to keep them. And then next year, I'm going to ask them to do the same thing. So over the years, the idea is that we build up a record of the school's reading. And it's so fashionable at the moment. They all want to get their colored pens out and do their little stars and doodles and special writing and things. So I'm hoping that that will be our tradition for setting up. It sounds great. It sounds really good. Um, Kath, can I bring you in? Sorry, Kat, sorry. Yeah, and um, similarly, I, I wouldn't run something year on year. I tend to sort of run things on a maybe three or four year cycle and um, sort of activities that way around. And um, this year, 
the activity that I shared on SLN uh, we're doing as a, a treasure hunt or a scavenger hunt. Um, and I've been really pleased with how many other people um, have enjoyed this activity that I shared. It's really nice to be able to give something back after I get so many great ideas from the SLN network um, and other networks as well. So um, this is a scavenger hunt. There are 14 book characters that are going to be hidden around about school. Um, the pupils have to find them, identify them, fill out a sheet uh, which has got the space for all the names of the characters on it. And each of those names has got a, a shaded square. And when the letters in those shaded squares are rearranged, it will form a hidden message, which obviously I can't tell you because that would, <laughs> that would give the game away. But hopefully, hopefully it'll go down quite well. Um, I tend to find that the simplest ideas are sometimes the ones that are best. I've, I've had years where I've spent hours and hours and hours coming up with something or singing or dancing and the engagement hasn't been, hasn't been brilliant. Um, and sometimes I think keeping it simple is the, is the best way to, to go. Um, but similarly this year, I'm also doing something different as well. So I've got some um, bingo bookmarks, I guess you could call them, uh, to try and encourage our pupils to read a little bit more widely. Um, so they'll each get a bookmark, which has got five challenges on it. And um, I'm challenging them to read five books before the end of April. And the tutor group that reads the most books collectively are, uh, will hopefully get um, donuts or um, muffins at break time as a, as a bit of a reward. So fingers crossed <laughs> that works. <laughs> if it works, then I'll, I'll hopefully do that year on year. So, yeah. Absolutely. Food always is a good incentive. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Sabrina? Uh, well, this is a second year that I'll be doing World Book Day as sort of head librarian. Uh, last year, I didn't actually manage to do much outside of the library. Uh, whereas this year, me and the literacy coordinator have kind of gone a little bonkers with it. So she's organised a whole pile of activities for the whole day across the school uh, year groups, which is brilliant. And then I've got a ton of things that are running in the library. So apart from the enforced dressing up for the English department and the kids have to guess who they are, they've got to come in and guess who I am. We're decorating a form doors and there's going to be a competition on that. Um, I'm having a book picnic in the library this year, which... I do have a Hoover on standby, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and it's just lots of things that are just pinging up. I've got targeted events for the year seven and eights. The year nines have been set something, and that's gone straight into their emails. So it's like, you can't ignore this. Hello, we're here. So, yeah, we'll see what sticks this year and we'll go with it. I think, though, that's the case, isn't it? Is that, is that, um, I think it might have been Emma saying that that it doesn't necessarily have to be all singing or dancing. And it is finding that thing that is right for students today. So something that that works this year brilliantly might not work next year because it's a different cohort of students, a different set of teachers. So we, we do need to sort of work our way through and pick up different ideas. So that's what I liked about Kath sharing her idea was the fact that it was something that was a little bit unique and a little bit different. Actually, I might come back to Kath. How do you make sure that the the cards that you share don't go missing? You, you hide cards around the school. Is that what you do? Yeah, it, tr trust, trust. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I make a little note of where I've put them and what I put where. So if any of them do go missing and, you know, people comes in at the end of the day and they say they can't find it. Um, you know, I'm not going to hold that against them and, and I'll give them the answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. I still have to rearrange the letters. So, <laughs> Because I must admit, I used to do this thing where, you, where I used to put um, laminated um, 
uh, blurbs of books on the backs of toilet doors. You had a, um, a captive audience, should you say? Um, but sometimes they would disappear. But I was thinking, well, actually, if someone's taking a, a, a book cover and a blurb away, then then they're welcome to it, you know. But it, but they do they do walk. So so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many of them are, are still there at the end of the day. Uh, I have done it before, and fingers crossed, it did work all right, and they were all still in the same location at the end of the day. So fingers <laughs> fingers crossed, this will be <laughs> absolutely absolutely. Um, so one of the things that that um, some schools do is is assemblies on World Book Day. <clears throat> um, and we've all sat through several of them where where you know staff or, or librarians have talked about their favorite book. And as much as that is really important, and like we were saying before, it's it's essential that that it is seen and understood that other people read. Um, have you ever taken a, a part in a World Book Day assembly? Um, if you did, how did it go? Um, would you do it again? And and if if not, would you? Is there something that you would have changed in the one that you did? Can I come to Ruth on that one? Uh, yeah. So this is the kind of uh, bane of my week because we run ours all week, and I run an assembly for each year group. So there are six year groups. So obviously there are only five days in the week. This week as well, World Book Day itself is a teacher strike day. So that's added in a little bit of fun. But one of the, so I have always said, I'm not going to do that assembly where I stand at the front and I have a collection of people who tell their favorite book. Because in my feeling is that half, if not more of the year group have switched off the minute they walk in the door. So I've always done a quiz and it's my sixth year in the school and I've done a different quiz every year next year I'm going to recycle because I will have been through all of my six quizzes so I've done blockbusters I've done uh I don't know various other you know of those kind of standard formats one of which oh family fortunes I don't think I ever really understood the rules of family fortunes or how that went so I had two English teachers standing there saying no Mrs Maloney that isn't how it works this year they're doing uh true or false quiz and it's the first year I've managed to get the sixth form to run the assemblies for me so there are three running simultaneously and I just rush between them and check that it's all going okay but the year group stand up and they're given an a or b option raise your hand if you think it's a put your hands on your head if you think it's b sit down when you get it wrong my feeling is that's fast it's a a laugh you know the questions aren't very difficult they get more difficult but you know you can't go wrong if you really don't want to participate you actively choose the wrong answer and you sit down yeah everybody is up everyone is talking and they come out of assembly and they're talking about it i can't want any more for world book day than that so that's always been my approach for assembly absolutely um, do tell me something better because i'm bored of it (laughs) Um, has anybody else ever done an assembly so Emma or or Kath? No, I have got I've got head shaking. Well, all I all I can say is that I did. We've done. I did one assembly as the school librarian, and and my my piece the piece of advice for me was was don't mention reading or books. Um, so that was a difficult start, wasn't it? Really, 
um it did go down well because i didn't mention either but i did get them into the library so i must have done something all right um emma you've got your hand up yeah so our assembly is tomorrow so that's our whole school assembly um and we're doing something a bit different this year uh, a, another staff member did an assembly earlier on in the year which was really personal and it was kind of sharing their story um and so my colleague my library manager is running the assembly which she's really nervous about actually I, I'm quite surprised you know when you see people's bravado change a bit um but it's around bereavement um, and uh, she lost a parent when she was quite young and when Harry Potter was first coming out and it was the emotional connection with the characters and with the different families that are in Harry Potter um, that really kind of like helped and guided her so wow. she's going to be sharing that which is like really quite a personal thing um, but we noticed that the previous like quite personal assembly had a really big impact on the students because it's not just somebody lecturing and talking about a topic it's it's an actual emotional connection hopefully hopefully yeah. it goes really well tomorrow we'll see but I think that that that's so true isn't it that that everybody has a story to tell and it is that is that personal connection that actually makes something more interesting and actually hearing how books have helped others can help students themselves engage with something Ruth can I bring you in yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting because I still remember to this day an assembly and I must have been about 10 or 11 and a teacher was talking about giving, he was a bone marrow donor, but he told this hilarious story to a group of kind of middle school kids about how once a month he went to see a woman and he lay down on the bed and she made it all very relaxing and the story went on and on and on and we none of us knew where it was going and then he told us that actually what he did was donate bone marrow and why he did it. And still to this day, you know, I can remember almost nothing of my school life, but I will never forget that. And I think that's brilliant. I really like that idea um, and, and a really nice way to bring in, actually to bring in the librarian and to make the people's students realise that they are a real person, which is quite important. Absolutely, absolutely. We're well, taking it slightly away from assemblies. One of the things that Schools Library Service in Guernsey did was that they pulled together and did a quiz. So this is where the connection is, is the quiz. Um, with it, it was a bit like a it was a bit like a, a, a pub quiz setup, you know, tables of six. Um, and we were restrict we were restricted with with the number of students that we could bring into the library. So this is the public library in Guernsey. Um, what we did was we told each school that they could only invite six students. Um, and then when we got them together, we then thought actually, we want this to be a mix of schools. We don't want to um, have one school against another school. So we then mixed, much to their disgust at the beginning, we mixed them up in teams so that there was at least three schools per table. Um, and then it was a, it was like, as you see in a pub quiz, the, we had a big screen and we had the, the questions being asked. And actually what was really interesting was that over the, the well, it was an hour and a half in the end with a, a break for biscuits and, and drinks, um, the students themselves began to to 
get together and 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 have they wanted to win as a team they didn't care that it was a different school sitting next to them uh, and you know i think that that is something that that not all readers get the opportunity to do and i think you know schools love to celebrate their sporting achievement they love to celebrate their art achievements and it's not very often apart from things like accelerated reader where where you've read so many books and you get it you know you get an assembly and then people support that it's not very often that you get the opportunity to celebrate students knowledge of books and it was a really special event and something that I will treasure for the for the rest of my life because I think it was something that was doable in this in a small community like Guernsey but I do think that it's something that could potentially be shared you know, within a group of schools, if one school could host it. It does take a bit to set up, you know, organising a quiz is not easy. But I think as you, the more you do it, the better you get at it. So we ran it for a good three or four years. Um, hopefully they're still doing it. I'm not sure now that I've left, but but it was, it was that kind of thing. Ruth, can I bring you back in? Yeah, there is something like that now. I don't know whether anybody else is doing it, but there's the National Reading Challenge, which is that, you know, a competition you send a team or two teams from your school and there's a heat and then there's a round we have never entered because the logistics of it's it's in the evening so I have to stay at school I have to get parental permission blah 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 I can't face the paperwork if I'm honest but I agree with you you know it's really rare to find that ability to champion your readers and often in a school your readers won't be the kids who are the sporting excellence or the other things so it's great to be able to do that but I don't know whether anybody else has joined that uh, initiative I think it's National Literacy Trust who are running it it's certainly a big national event but I'm afraid I've always chickened out <laughs> that's allowed Ruth that is allowed um I did invite Hayden Gigner, um, I hope I've got his name right, um, uh, school librarian, um, to tonight's chat. And he, unfortunately, he was too busy and couldn't come along. But he said something really interesting is, is that how do school secondary school libraries balance the silliness with the seriousness of, of World Book Day? Um, and it, that really sort of hooked me in as much as, you know, we've got several people tonight some saying that they love the dressing up some saying that they don't love the dressing up you know do you think like it's about celebrating books isn't it it's about celebrating reading and there has to be that hook whether it's whether it's through you know your quiz in assembly whether it's through what you're wearing um how do you think we get the serious message of reading across if we are just being silly through our dressing up? What do you think, Sabrina? Thanks for picking me to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you'd I been too quiet. Quiet, <laughs> never. Um, I think because I have always dressed up, even when no one else was dressing up. That was my thing, even when I was a librarian assistant, and I, I made a point of coming in in costume. And I had people coming up to me and say, what are you wearing that for, miss? What is that? And I'd go and get the book and I'd sit and chat about why this character is so amazing and important. 
And it was just the fact that because I went out of my way to do something stupid, as it were, it got attention and it meant I could have that conversation about a book that was special to me. Yeah, I think I think that that is no, I think that that's important. What about you, Kath? Did I can't remember. You said you did. You don't dress up. Um, no, no, I, I don't dress up. Um, I, I mean, I, I think every day, obviously, is World Book Day for librarians, isn't it, really? Um, <laughs> but I think World Book Day just gives us an extra day where really you can just have books highlighted across the whole day. So, you know, the pupils who might not naturally come to the library can't help but notice that there's something going on to do with books and reading. And I think that's where the silliness, if that's, you know, what, what you want to call it, um, gives us that hook because th there's no escape from it. You know, you, you've got messages in the Daily Bulletin saying this is what's happening on Thursday. It's, you know, it's World Book Day and we're having a competition um, which is all focused on books or characters and reading. I encourage staff this year, I've asked staff to let me know what their favorite book was when they were um, in secondary school. And I'll use that for a display in the library. And I've also got social media accounts. So I'll do like a little sort of match the book to the teacher on that as well. So it's, it's, it's not so much about the, the, the fun is, is a hook to kind of remind people about, um, about reading and give it a broader focus, I guess, than just the everyday work that, you know, you normally do in um, book promotion, I, I think. That's Absolutely. I so do you think, though, that there is a serious side to this? Do you think that that, that in engaging in World Book Day, when it first started, it would be about the fact that reading was important and therefore we have to find a way to engage so there there is a serious message behind world book day i'm sure emma do you want to come in yeah i i absolutely agree i think i think it's a lot more serious than it is silly and i don't know if that's just because you know we're a, quite an academic school or because we're a secondary school um but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much silliness at all. Um, I think there's fun. I think there's a lot of fun activities. And like we said, there's stuff that brings people into the library. And like Kath said, they can't help but notice. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Like you don't want to ram it down their, you know, their faces, but it's such a big, exciting thing going on that they can't help but notice it. Um, and something else that we do in our kind of main atrium, we call it the crush hall, I'm not really sure why, um, we create like a book reading corner. So last year it was a couple of armchairs and a fireplace that one of our um, theatre people just comes up with, you know, those wonderful people that do that. And we have a, we create a rotor and so we have staff members that are sat reading and that is between every single break time and lunchtime, every single lesson change, there is always a staff member reading. Um, and again, I think it's like this is actually a serious message because these teachers are very very busy they have a lot to do they've got to do your marking you see them teaching lessons and yet they've got 10 minutes to sit down and read this book and that's how important it is to them um so yeah I, I when you said silly versus serious I was thinking it's not silly at all <laughs> <laughs> well I must admit I think that that was my hook really to get you all talking um but I like the idea of this book so did they all they read for 10 minutes and then the next person takes over from where they finished. Is that how it works? No, it's they read whatever book they are personally reading. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Which is nice they because read, then... They read it out loud, presumably? No, no, they sit. They okay. sit quietly. They read to themselves. 
okay yeah because it's you know very very busy space um but it's like the visual that yeah. they think reading is important and I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes and read my book thank you very much fantastic well, that sounds really good that sounds yeah. really good Ruth can I bring you back in uh yeah yeah we I'm afraid we do silly pretty much I, mean, <laughs> not, I don't know I don't know that's silly it is fun you know the whole yeah. week and and if I'm not because I shy away from that librarians are very boring and the library is very boring and if I make it too kind of right you know the most serious thing we've got actually this week is that we had an activity that we were going to run on Friday which can't run because it uses two-year groups that can't be used on Friday so I said okay well then Friday form time is going to be silent well not silent but it's going to be reading time that's as serious as it gets you know 20 minutes when the whole of the school bar year 12 and 13 will be asked to read a book and I and, and did your your classes and tutor groups and things teachers all just agree that that was fine because it is book week they kind of do as they're told <laughs> I'm asked to come up with a proposal for the week I I use my our sit form have to do volunteering and I have quite a few people who choose to do their volunteering with me in the library which is great and I tell them that whatever they do for me throughout the year they have to help me with World Book Week uh, which is so it's those students who are running my assemblies for me this week it's the first year I've ever done it with them but they are running my assemblies they one of them has created the slides we've all worked together on the questions and they're presenting them um so those students, we all sat down a few weeks ago or a little bit longer, maybe, and we wrote a proposal for this week. I then have to send that to our senior leadership team who say, yes, that's fine or no, that's not. It was not fine to penalise teachers for not dressing up in fancy dress by putting them in the stocks in the summer. <laughs> who knew that wasn't going to go down well? Um, and. And then it gets sent out and it's pretty much fait accompli. You know, senior leadership have said it's okay. That's what we're doing. And actually, I think the teachers who are otherwise tasked with finding activities for form time are very glad if I say, I'm taking over form time for the week. Yeah. You know, I will provide the activity. I will provide the materials if you need them. You know, then there's an assembly and then you've got one afternoon where... I just want everyone to read quietly. Um, but generally, I take on all the silliness of it because, as you say, it's it's highlighting something and it's something fun to do with books. You know, my readers are all over it anyway. And my non-readers are non-readers. And, you know, while I can encourage them in and they might be encouraged by the conversations that go on around World Book Week, there's nothing I can do in a week which is going to change those children magically overnight into readers. Funny enough, though, I was just going to ask that question. Is the fact that if there's been a buzz around school about reading for a whole week, do you find that you snag one or two more readers that you possibly didn't have? Maybe talk to somebody, a student that you hadn't talked to before. Do you think that that there's enough of a hype that maybe somebody that hasn't really thought that the school library was for them is is possibly worth another look do you think 
think for us, um, we it's a it is that kind of oh maybe I'll go and see what the library's got because you know we tend to do a bit of talking about they suddenly discover that actually I know what teenagers are reading right. and so those books are highlighted which probably means they're in the library and then they think oh well maybe I'll go and have a look and I think certainly for us that that works. What about you Kath do you think that that has is a is a something that happens is there is the seriousness the serious message I suppose of World Book Day and World Book Week is is ongoing beyond the week itself do you reckon? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, again, I, I don't think one day is going to be enough to to convince, you know, your hardened, reluctant readers <laughs> that Absolutely. they're going to suddenly transform overnight no. into um, being massive bookworms. But I do think sort of the, the little messaging and if you get staff involved as well um, to try and help promote the message that, you know, reading is for everybody. I, I do think that the, the wider that message is, is spread, the, the easier it becomes to try and then, you know, hook people in. I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm doing the bookmarks this year is to try and encourage them to see that there's more out there than just maybe, you know, the Die of the Wimpy Kids and there's a whole host of reading material. Um, so just because you haven't found the book that you think, you know, the book that's actually hooked you in yet doesn't mean to say that it's not out there waiting. And by maybe giving them a few different options of, of different um, categories of book to read, that might just kind of tick a box for them somewhere. Um, does, does your does your bookmark include non-fiction or is it is it just fiction non-fiction non-fiction as well so and then there's a free choice as well so there's four four different suggestions things like um read a book by an author um from a different country to the one you were born in and then a free choice as well so that um so that they're there and and of course the ni nice thing about it is that it doesn't matter if you know you're a keen reader or a reluctant reader you know you can find something that would tick um, those boxes without it being, you know, war and peace. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So, so a lot of schools um, uh, invite visiting authors into school for Book Week. Um, it's mad if you've not remembered to do that because being able to book an author is impossible if you're trying to do it now. So, if anybody's listening and they're wanting an author, it's not the year to be doing it. Do it next year, but, but. Um, have any of you got a visiting author with you this year? Um, and how do you go about choosing them? Um, it would be interesting to hear. So Emma, have you ever had, have you got a visiting author this week or have you ever had one? Um, we tend to have visiting authors at different times of the year and not so much in World Book Week, um, partially because we do find it very difficult to book. Yeah. Um, and also I think there's a little bit of us that thinks we have the budget to get authors and a variety of authors throughout the year whereas a lot of state schools might only have the budget for one author and so it's great if they can get them in world book week then that's fantastic Absolutely. um i think when we're looking at authors we're thinking about um targeting every age group so we would have an author specific for year seven and then we might have one that would be year eight and year nine and another one that would be the sixth form um students we did actually have nell frizzle booked for world book day um 
who is an adult author and journalist and writes nonfiction as well. Uh, but then her new book is coming out on Thursday, so she cancelled on us. Oh, no! <laughs> I know, so it's like, oh, bad timing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's the kind of the sixth form range and the do you want right. to be a journalist type bracket. So I think for us, it's thinking about what has that year group or those couple of year groups been exposed to in the last few years? What have we not done for a while and what would be really good for them absolutely absolutely what about you Ruth we don't have a visiting author last year we were very very lucky and we had Dan Abnett who is a graphic novelist works for Marvel he was fantastic but we got him as a favor pretty much he's a friend of a member of staff I really struggle and it's interesting to hear Emma talk because I'm expected to find an author that reaches from year seven to year 13 in a super selective school with, you know, a really broad selection of readers or non-readers. And could you find an author who can talk to all these year groups? I have yet to find an author who can talk to all those year groups. Um, and so if I'm honest, I've shied away from having a visiting author since covid was a very convenient excuse <laughs> and i haven't gone back to it readily because it's such a big chunk of money you yeah. know to get somebody in is hundreds and hundreds of pounds i can afford one author visit a year how do i you know really what i should do is choose an author for year seven and every year seven should have an author visit because then in the years they've been in school they've all seen an author absolutely um but yeah, I'm afraid we certainly wouldn't have anybody for World Book Week because it's like, you know. Christmas. You see it as well as I think, <clears throat> I think if you're going to have somebody for the day and you have several classes in, in, in your years, then, then what an author can achieve in, in a day is, yeah. is, is, is impossible. Do you know, yeah. can't possibly do the whole school. Um, no unless they're going to do some kind of assembly kind of session where it's the same thing for everybody but yeah what the year sevens are going to enjoy and what the year 13s are going to enjoy is going to be so completely different so it's a big yeah. ask for any author apart from anything else yeah but yeah you might be right you know select a year group and just that year group gets it every year so that yeah that in their time at school they've at least seen one might be yeah yeah. yeah can I just jump in and say I think it's also quite a big ask for the library staff like especially if you're a solo librarian and you are escorting an author around and and making sure that they have access to all the different year groups you're you've got to make a sacrifice then as to how much time can you spend in the library and running the activities that you really want to do on the day so it is quite a tricky decision to make sometimes it is it's a real balance isn't it Kath can I bring you back in um, yeah, like, like Ruth, um, I haven't had an author visit since before COVID, um, just there hasn't been a chance to actually <laughs> to get one set up. Um, we wouldn't ever have had one th through World Book Week. I think it's busy enough as it is without adding the extra stress of, a, of an author visit in with it as well. But I, I would have had an author visit just for year eight, which is um, year seven in, in England. Um, and I think that's the best that was the best way to do it. Sort of got them enthusiastic while they were still sort of young enough and eager enough to to um, enjoy an author visit, um, and that way everybody in the school eventually did have an author visit. Um, and and it is something that I'd like to go back to uh, again. It's just it comes down to time and and money, and um, <laughs> they are they are expensive. But in terms of trying to choose one, 
you know, there, there are several companies that deal with author visits, so I would have gone through through them, um, listened to recommendations from other librarians on SLN. You know, there's always somebody sort of saying, have you had such and such, or, or we had a visit um, from this author. They were really good, <laughs> excuse me. And um, yeah, I think that's the way I, I, I do it. And then look at their websites, find out um, sort of what kind of thing they offer. Do they do writing workshops? Um, do they want to work with smaller groups? Are they happy to do um, big whole year group? Um, visits um, yeah yeah it, it is definitely about finding out as much as you can about the author so that you're not you're not they're, they're not surprised and you're not surprised not, when they arrive yeah, exactly exactly but I do think you know an author visit they are expensive and um, you know I hope that they have a lasting impact certainly uh, I remember the first author visit I did with um, Alex Scarrow, the boys uh, who had him in year eight, were still talking about his visit when when they left in year 14, which was quite gratifying. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what it's about, which isn't it? What it's about, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's, it's sometimes hard to know the impact, but I know sort of from talking to boys afterwards, you know, that they are always more enthused about reading as a as a uh, as an activity once they've seen a, a real life author in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, I gotta say it does it does make a difference. I think we did a podcast um, sometime last year about about authors and author visits. I think um, uh, so. If anybody is listening and they want to listen back to that, then please go and have a look at it because because or listen to it because it's it was we did we did cover some of this. Um, Sabrina, did did do you have a have ever had an author visit? No, no. <laughs> Um, okay. My predecessor, a couple of years before I arrived, got um, a storyteller in. Okay. And apparently, I can't remember her name. I've got it on my email somewhere because I was hoping to bring her back in and then I never had the money to do it. Um, but she had like a year group at a time and she did a whole story and she did voices and costume changes and everything. And I was told it was amazing and the kids really, really enjoyed it. And they were really surprised because they were quite a tough year group and they were all hooked on it. But I've turned up, the budget's been slashed and the library needed so much work. It's like, well, author visit or improving our book collection, where do I throw it? And it's like, I'm sorry, the, the physical library has kind of taken a priority. Absolutely. I would love to at some point, but yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, funnily enough, that reminds me of, of so we had a, um, an author, Anne Bryant, came. Uh, she, she ended up being the patron of reading for Guernsey. So normally, the patron, the patron of reading, is usually an author that is lives local to a school. So they give, they usually have one visit that you're paid, they're paid for, and then over the year they will um, work with your school. You work out what they're happy to do for free, basically. Um, but you find that they sort of bring. Um, have a bigger connection with your students because they're the author that they know. But Anne used to do this amazing thing called play in a day. Um, this was primary level, um, but she would have two year groups, five and six, and literally from nothing, at the end of the day, they produced a play. And, and honestly, I've never seen anything like it. She's she's she writes books, but she's also a musician and she plays the piano. And she just had a way of engaging the students in a way that I've never seen before. And I don't suppose I'll ever see again. And most teachers, when they watched it at the end of the day, it was because she had no expectations of of any of the students. You know, there was no baggage 
if if this child wanted to step up and do that one line that was fine and and very often it was the naughty kid that would normally not do anything and the teacher would sit there going how's he having a lead role <laughs> um and you know teachers saying things like wouldn't it be great if our Christmas play could just be done in one day <laughs> and they take weeks and weeks and weeks to do it so it's authors bring talent that you can't replicate and and you know there are great people like Anne Bryant but there are also equally just so many authors that they write write fantastic books but maybe they're not so good at presenting and you know their skill and their craft is is through the writing so I think it's a really you know it's a really difficult thing to do is to is to find the right person for you um but work out, yeah, the price and the the amount of effort and everything else that you put into it. So maybe Sabrina, um, patron of reading is what you need to look for. I think there might be a local local author that will will work with you. <laughs> um, okay, so before I ask my last question, I just want to take this opportunity to promote my membership to my schools. Uh, to any school looking for ways to boost independent learning, literacy and well-being through your school library. If you're not sure how to make this happen, my membership program offers training and support for school librarians and teachers and creates the opportunity to engage across the curriculum. You can find out more information in the link in the show notes below. So on to our final question for tonight. It is going to take you back to dressing up. Um, how can we positively guide the dressing up? And I'm thinking particularly for busy parents I can you know I'm a mother of four and I can remember World Book Day coming around and and I have to put my hand up when my boys wanted to wear their football kit <laughs> I was fine with that um it was easy and it was cheap and they they were fine it was just trying to find the book that linked to it that was a problem um you know some sometimes some years it was easier than others um so can I start with um Sabrina who loves dressing up <laughs> um how can you positively guide the dressing up and and thinking about uh, busy parents what would you say again I think it comes down to the staff modeling I actually had a text earlier from an old colleague who's just moved to another school and their whole school's doing dressing up the secondary school and the whole lot's doing it and she said I need a quick, easy costume. What do you suggest? So I said, well, Barbara Gordon, jeans, T-shirt, a satchel full of books and notepapers. You know, she's a librarian. She's Batgirl in her alter ego and she'll become the Oracle. And she was like, thank you so much. And it's like, <laughs> all that is in your wardrobe. And I think it's, it's getting away from these expensive shop brought costumes and saying, look, you can be Matilda, you can whack on a school uniform, you can do Horrid Henry, it's shorts and a t-shirt. It doesn't have to be the film accurate version or exactly in the illustration. It's about going, you know, this is the character, how do you see that character? And if we model that as staff and don't come in with these elaborately brought costumes, then the kids can see actually, I can represent my character in my own clothing or what I've managed to pull out the drawer or the blanket I've wrapped around me as a toga or whatever. I think it's just going in the cupboard and going, guys, just go and have fun with it. Absolutely. So it's going back to basics, isn't it, really? It is absolutely that. What about you, Emma? Any suggestions for those poor parents? 
Um, crikey, I mean, I, I, we don't dress up and we haven't dressed up for years, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, we are dressing up a little bit on Friday evening. We've got a library leader murder mystery night. And uh, last year we did a Harry Potter book night. But it's a similar vibe, especially with the Harry Potter stuff. It's like you don't need a fancy wand that you bought from the studio. You know, just put a cape on and wear your school uniform. Um, yeah, I definitely think Sabrina's right. It's about finding what you've already got and mushing it into a character. Absolutely, absolutely. And Kath, what about you? Um, again, not not addressing a perfectionado here. So uh, another a third vote for keeping it simple as as you possibly can. I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, and what about you, Ruth? I, I was thinking actually. What's interesting is that we're all secondary school librarians, and I I suspect it's easier with the secondary school because you know if your kids are dressing up kind of kids they'll probably go away and they might make something or they might repurpose something they might be a bit more imaginative about it i suspect the people who find it most difficult are the parents of primary school children um who you know don't not or not all of them will have that kind of imagination not all of them will think about it in that way and i wonder whether there's something in i've never been a primary school librarian they wouldn't have me um <laughs> i wonder whether there's something in extending world book week the other way and trying to get the teachers and the, their kids thinking about what their costume is going to be what their book is going to be and how they could represent that character without going and buying a fancy costume because that in itself is a conversation about the book and and the character and why do you like them and, and how do you think you could represent because i do a thing about i don't want you to go and buy a costume recycle something repurpose something make something but you know I'm not interested if your costume came from Amazon and I think you could apply that same principle to a primary school it would just need more preparation and I know that that's a big ask I know that the primary school teachers have got plenty on but it just might be a different approach to it to ease that parental burden and to extend the reach of World Book Day out into the school a bit. Sounds fantastic. Lovely idea. Thank you, Ruth. Um, so thank you for joining me today, Emma, Kath, Ruth and Sabrina. It's been really interesting to chat with you. I hope that we've managed to persuade some people that World Book Day is a real opportunity to talk about reading that will last more than just one day. Don't forget to, to, to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on future discussions. Thank you for listening and good night. <laughs>